Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is Sunday, July 1st. I mean, August 1st. I apologize. 2021. Uh, tonight's speaker is Michael Joseph, also known as MJ. Welcome, Michael. Welcome, everyone. Yeah, welcome, everyone. Thank you, Jim. Um, tonight, I thought um, I have a little bit of sharing I'd like to do from Scripture. Not much. I know we went into a lot of Scripture last week, but uh, it's not on my heart right now to really go into Scripture. And I'll share with you, with you guys. I want to share something that happened to me this weekend, and I hope it blesses you because I really blessed me, and the fruit of it was just incredible. So I just want to bless you. We overcome by our testimonies, and um, this weekend, in a way that I wasn't expecting, I was shown some things, and. Um, and it was just really wonderful. So I guess I'm still in that glow right now. And um, I hope that maybe we can spend some time talking about people sharing and how the Holy Spirit has touched their life. And um, it's just just awesome. But I want to read from Philippians. It's in chapter 2, and I'm going to start at verse 12, just about five or six verses. And if you wanted to give this a subtitle, I'd call this The Lights of the World. And <clears throat> he says, if you want to read along, it's Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. And he says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, think about that. Hey, you know, in another place, Jesus said, in, in that day you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So he's saying here, like, you, you got to rightly divide the Scripture. you got to rightly divide it like according to where you are in the path of maturation it's like even though we are elohims and we be lord over all when we're children we're put under governors and tutors and to me what that means is in the time of our ignorance we're put under other people other systems you know, and in, until we know that we know who we are, then, you know, I know this is kind of going to sound stupid, but we are Elohim's, but if you don't know you are, then in a sense, you're not. Yeah. If you think you're separated from the Father, 
even though that's an actual impossibility. But if you think you are, in a sense, you are, you know. And um, the same material, which I'm going to call ether, and the ancients called it ether. That's the only reason why um, I'm just using that term because, you know, maybe there's a lot of people that are uh, familiar with that term. And it's like saying there's a substance that is so fine and so sublime that it's it's beyond the comprehension of man. It's the it's the substrate of which all substance exists. If you want to call it God, we live, we move, and have our being in God. That's fine too. But if you accept this premise that there that we live, we move, and have our being in God, then what's the difference between you know your body? And that table or that chair, it's fundamentally all part of the same substrate. It's just manifesting in different varieties of form. And isn't that really beautiful when you look at when you look at when you look in the mirror and you look at that scripture and he says, he says, Lord, please show us the Father. And he said, Hey, man. How long have I been with you? (laughs) You know, know, they didn't have mirrors, you know, (laughs) like we did. I guess they didn't. I'm sure they didn't out there in the, you know, the campsites, you know. He's like, how long have I been with you, man? And it's like pulling away the veil of the flesh and looking out through your eyes and seeing yourself and thinking, oh, that's me. I'm not God. I'm separate from God. But how can you live and move and have your being in God and be separated from God? I mean, isn't that what he told Moses? Take off your shoes, man. You're standing in holy place. In other mm-hmm. words, this flesh experience is holy. And what I think what St. Paul was saying when he said at Romans 8, verses 7 through 9, when he said the carnal mind is enmity against God, what he's really saying is there is no carnal mind. It's just that if you think there is, then you set up a devil just for you. And by the way, I'm not projecting. Please, listener, don't hear me projecting. I'm saying us. If that's the way we think, then that's what we're creating for ourselves. And... Why is it enmity or hatred against God? Because, in a sense, it creates a separation. You know, as as a man thinks, so it is for him, you know. So let's go to verse 13. I, I Sorry for the tangent, but, I mean, it just came. So you gotta, you got to be true to that. So forth, verse 13. Brother. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to work of his desire. Now think about that. Who's working? It's God that's working. I mean, I really had a situation here happen recently, and I shared it a couple calls back, where I got into a situation where I just had to come and be very um, matter-of-fact and realize that I do not have the power to do what needs to be done in, in and of myself. 
and I have fought my entire life to, to act in opposition of what needed to be done. And I, I could not, and I admitted it. I was like, I cannot do this unless the strength is given to me by the Holy Spirit. So it is just, you know, it was impossible. I couldn't make myself move. I, I literally, it, it, I mean, I, I over, and, and I was sensing so much anxiety over this, panic attacks and everything. And finally, I was sitting one day and I heard, pick up your cross and follow me. Go to that place of shame. Go to that place of guilt. And he said, pick that up and come follow me. And I know for me, that was like, you know, I, I can't do this on my own. But man, if I keep my eyes on Christ, I can do it, man. You know, because I know that in a sense, it, from the outward band, I was, you know, from that sense, I was having to surrender myself to to other wills, to other peoples, to other offices. But from the inner man perspective, where it's just God, man, it's just God. It's like I didn't surrender to anything. I, I picked up my cross and looked through that office looked past that that named man or woman and said, "Oh, that's God. Oh, how you doing, God? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. I mean, not to be disrespectful if you're listening, but kind of just to add a little humor, you know. But that's the point. We live, we move, and have our being, and it's God that works in us both to will and to work of His desire. So." Amen. Ah, man. So that's like when you see it, I mean, really see it, it touches you, man. It's like, I, I can't even put into words what it's like. It, it's it's so magnificent to actually know this. I, 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 well, let's go to verse 14. He says, do all things without murmurings and disputings. I mean, the murmurings and disputings, that's in the flesh, man. That's in the arm of the flesh. That's in the unit saying, woe is me. And, you know, you know, separating again. Here we go again. We're going to separate. And, and here's the thing, you know, I asked myself this weekend, why can't I stay on the mountain? You know, I mean, Moses went up the mountain. Abraham goes up the mountain. Jesus goes up the mountain. But he always came back down in the valley, you know. But, you know, it's like you want to stay on that mountain. You want to stay in that state. But, you know, we, it, it's, it's kind of a weird thing, you know. You, it, it, it's like an ebb and flow of the ocean, you know. You're in this high state of, um, of unity, you know. And it's like, why can't we stay here, you know. This is great, you know. But, um but then a couple of days later, something happens in the flesh, and it's like, oh, well, there's that old friend of mine. I know him pretty good. He's called Fear and Doubt. He's with his buddy Doubt, and uh, like, why don't you two numbskulls get out of here? You know, we don't need you, please, you know. But they're like, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> so, you know. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's the human condition um, of of 
overcoming and becoming more proficient, more efficient in the word, in, in the way, and aligning ourselves to that, to that frequency of atonement or attunement with, uh, with God. All right, so check it out, verse 15. It says, in, in order that ye may become blameless and guileless, the sons of God without blame, in the midst of a crooked and perverted generation among whom ye appear as starlight in the world. And if you got ears to hear this, if you can understand this message, you're like a star, man. You're the star. You're, you, uh, you, let me pay, take it back so we don't put it in the flesh. God's the star, okay? It's God. He said, it, 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 the man Jesus said, don't put me on the pedestal. He said, don't pray to me. He said, in and of myself, I can do nothing. And any man who is a true man of God, he may be able to do things, but he knows it's not his power. It flows through him because he is opening the door for it to flow through him, but it in no way, shape, or form is it his to give and dispense. It's it you know it it comes to him. He you know he he has to be like Daniel to say. No, King Nebuchadnezzar, it's God who interprets the dream. It's not me, you know. Um, I'm just the servant. And, you know, I think that's the, we talk about being in the same frequency and how we align in that frequency. And have you, you all noticed, like, if you're carrying that frequency, how you attract each other, people in your life, they're they're coming to you they're coming to your light and you're drawn to their light why because you're attuning to that to their frequency or they're coming to you you're the light you're the the you appear as starlight in the world and you know people are going to come to that light in search of answers speaking you know and uh he says, verse 16, giving heed to the word of life. In other words, make attune yourself to the word of life, which, by the way, um, I have noticed recently in my, in my experience that there are many young people out there who have never even read the word. They, they don't know the word, but guess what? Somehow... They've learned it, <laughs> I mean, right? They're doing it. They're doing it. So, so what's better to have five, you know, fifty thousand verses under your belt that you can remember and you can spout it out, or to actually do it? You know. And I say, in my opinion, it's better to do it. Amen. To be the example, to be the light, to be the star the starlight in the in a starving world, you know. And he says, for rejoicing in me in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain, neither labored in that neither labored in vain. Yea, or yes, even if I be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrifice and the service of your faith, I joy 
and rejoice with you all. And so I love that because before the call, a prayer was said with the recognition that if I call it blessed, it's blessed, not just for me. If I call it blessed, we are one. It's blessed for the entire world. And they don't even know it's blessed, but I called it blessed with the faith to know that we are one and I speak for us. You know, I speak for we. We call it blessed, you know. And so what he, you know, what he's saying is a lot of people think when they think about the cross, they think that because it was preached this way, they said, you know, in their minds, this is how it was told to them. They said, you know, there was this gigantic debt that was due to the father. And so the son came along and said, okay, I'll pay it. Just torture me and put me and do this all stuff and I'll pay it. But that's not, that's some, how this crazy idea got in the minds of people is just, it's just nuts. No, no, he didn't pay. There was no debt paid to the father. The father's arms have always been open, waiting for the prodigal son to return. Amen. The debt was paid to you. The debt was paid to me. The debt was paid in a way that all the things that I can't go make right, because all it would do is just put more suffering into the situation. He said, I'll pay it for you. I'll pay it. I'll make it right. And all the time somebody has stepped on my toes, he said, you know what? I'm going to pay you back. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm I'm going to make the balances even. And by the way, not in the future. (laughs) Now. You know, now. Hallelujah. So, So he says, in respect to the same thing, do we also joy and rejoice with me? I mean, to me, he's speaking in the universal here. He's saying that I, I, I'm already in the joy of knowing that we are blameless, that we are guiltless, that he sees us now as white, as, as pure as snow, and, and you don't have to walk around with your head hung low and, and full of guilt of things in the past or whatever, or, or who, because you don't fit into the world's idea of what is um, prim and proper. You just, you're a, you're a square trying to fit into the world's round hole. You know, it, you know, so what, you know, the thing is, is you be you. Be you and and know, be still and know that I am God, you know. Amen. And so, all right, I, I don't know why I, 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 I was drawn to Philippians this evening, and I sat down and I said, oh, wow, look at that. The light, the starlight of the world. Beautiful, beautiful. So, this weekend, I went up to see uh, Matt, and uh, Gil had come in from California, and he, he he spent some time at Matt's place. And I I went up there, and uh, 
And I took a friend who, um, you know, I was like, come on, man, it'd be good. And I saw something this weekend that was so beautiful. And, and what happened to me as I'm watching this was like almost, I mean, it was really set me back, set me back on my rear end a little bit. And uh, I, I saw two two men honestly, like, look at each other and hold each other's glare past the point of i gotta look away i i i can't take i can't take it anymore you know what i mean i I, he sees the guilt in me he sees the and just skates he's stuck with it man they freaking you know and the crazy thing is this is the thing that put me on my rear end i started seeing through one of them's eyes and I started commentating. I started speaking. Words were coming out of my mouth, and I had no idea. I, 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 I it was like I had. I, I don't even have words for it. All I know is that it. I spoke for a half hour, and I had no idea what I even said. <laughs> and when I, and when I, when I looked up and opened my eyes, my eyes, my physical eyes were closed, but I could see through the eyes of the other. And I looked over at my friend who's sitting beside me, and he just said nothing to me. He just gave me the fist bump, you know. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, man, you know, yeah." But the thing that was like was like really incredible was I I felt it, man. I I, I felt to to look into somebody else's eyes and say, "I, I see you in there, man. I see you. I see." Christ I'm not seeing I'm not seeing you know you but 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 hey I I know I I see the loving eyes I I can see that you know and and what it's showing me is you know hey you've got spots man yeah I know I, I see the spots but it's okay it's okay man it's okay you come into the ark all of your thoughts and desires bring them all bring he said what did he say they came in two by two what he's saying is i don't think that you've got to be prim and proper to come to church he says man you come in shorts and t-shirts and with no shirt on at all you don't have to present yourself in any fancy way he said man i'm gonna take you just the way you are and i'm not going to judge you and you are blameless before me you have not you there's no guile i don't see any spot i don't see any guilt i don't see that he says man that's that's your flesh i see you as beautiful you know and i gotta tell you man you know, I, 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 well, I, I got to tell you, it's beautiful. I mean, it's just really beautiful to actually touch it, to see it, and to see, you know, be able to see past whatever the unit is, whatever Mike is, whatever. It, it's just 
It's the Father, man. It's the Father. If you want to say it's the Son, if you want to say it's Christ, I don't care. We've all said the same thing. It's the same thing. It's God. It's God, man. And the whole experience is holy, you know? And, and, you know, I really had like a really watershed type of moment of if 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 I'm seen in in as white this moment this day right now i'm white and pure and i put down my guilt and who who is i to look at somebody else and go i don't know man that's a bad choice (laughs) you know that's a sin man you know you can't you can't hang with me anymore you know Look, it said of Jesus that he was tempted in all things that he might be a merciful high priest. You know what that means? That means I don't give a damn what you think about the homosexual or the transsexual or any sexual that doesn't fit with whatever sexual thing you've got in your head. Jesus said, hey, man, bring those to me. I'm good with it. I'm good with it, man. I'm not going to judge you. You know, you be true to you, man. And, you know, it's a mask. It's like people say, you know, well, I'm, you know, this or I'm that. No, man, that's a role. It's kind of like what we were saying last week. They say light is a wave. No, man, light is light. And when you take a, a, a rock and throw it on a pond, a pebble into a pond, is the water the wave or does the wave form in the water? The wave is the attribute the water is the principle. If we say, okay, I am this. No, that's the attribute. That's the role. And man wants to put you in that role because that's how man understands it. That's how man can conveniently compartmentalize things that he doesn't understand and he fears. And he says, I'm putting it in that box. And Jesus said, Oh, no, man. No, I'm sorry to tell you. But if you want to put on the Christ, then you've got to internalize that. You've got to say, no, I'm going to bring that into my consciousness, and I'm going to walk a mile in his shoes, and I'm going to, or her shoes, you know, you know and, and I'm, going to, I'm going to love him. And it doesn't matter. I see him as blameless and guileless and guiltless and, I mean, it's so freaking beautiful. I, 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 I just to be. I, I don't know what to say except that you know, hold someone's glare for three minutes. I, it, I, and and the fact that I was actually able to see through the eyes of one of them, it was just such a. Well, I, I, I count it as a privileged privileged experience because. Um, you know, I, I experienced something within me that was like, you know, 
uh, I'm not this unit. I mean, I'm, I put on this body, and this body houses my spirit in a sense, but only in my ignorance. And when I learned that, no, this body doesn't house my spirit at all. I mean, it, it does, but it doesn't. I mean, if if I choose, I can expand to the point of limitless, where I just keep expanding and expanding, and I don't even know where the end is. Or I can allow myself to put on a mask, to play a role, and and be limited to that experience. But either way, it was my choice. So if it's my choice, then I created it. I chose, I imagined that that's what I desired, and that's what happened. I limited myself. But he said to the woman when she was caught in adultery, which of course is mankind, mankind chose the sensory experience over the spiritual experience. But he said, hey, look, you know, uh, where are your accusers? And um, she's like, I don't know. I don't see them. And she said, and he said, because he reveals the father. Well, I don't accuse you. And um, but don't don't do it again, you know, because that's what's bringing the problem. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not. It's it's the sin that brings the problem. It's the it's the it's the operation of the law which brings us the you know the judgment. But that's not how we're seen. We're not seen as scoundrels or or criminals or you know common. Common. I can't stand the word common when it refers to man. Man is not common in any way, shape, or form. Okay. And the true church is the church of man. You know, and uh, with honor to our father and our mother because they are both trees of life, and we need both of them. I mean, we have a system that we came up in which honored father, father, father. That's all we've heard from, you know, at least in my experience of going to church. It was always father this and father that. No one ever said anything about mother, because they, they took her, and they put her in the back of the bus. Hell, they kicked her out of the bus and said, nope, sorry, you can't ride with us, but there's no such thing as, you know, father, son, and Holy Spirit, where they're all male. No man ever gave birth, you know? I mean, it's it's so obvious. And yet, you know, in our infancy, you know, in my infancy, I ran around talking about a, a snake that could talk. And um, you know what? He was also a little bit horny, you know? <laughs> like, you know, no yeah. man, that's what the book says, you know. Yeah, it <laughs> and it's like, but what a weird story until you see the beauty of it, and um, and then once you see the beauty of it, then you can say, oh my goodness, that same image exists over many different fractals in, in second degree, third degree, fourth degree, fifth degree. Um, dimensions it's the same image you know 
And um, <laughs> man, it's, uh, so the father and the mother, they work together, right, to produce the son. And he says, honor thy father and thy mother. Well, that's the, that's the Christ and that's the Holy Spirit. And if you honor your father and your mother, then you will have food to eat that other people don't know about. Well, guess what? I mean, spending this time together immersed in the reality of the immersed in the reality of, you know, I'm worthy to be loved. I mean, when you're with brothers and sisters who are like, man, we'll sit here all damn night until you realize you're worthy to be loved. I mean, if it takes us to sit here all night long, and we'll sit here the next night if you if you can't get that through your thick skull, you are worthy of love. And we, you know, for me, I picked up, I thought to myself, oh, well, a man is a guy who says, um, put it on my shoulders, man. If you can't do it, I know I can. I'll get it done, you know. And um, don't don't give me your emotion. Don't give me your this, that, and the other. I'll plow this field, and I'll get it done, okay? And having broad shoulders, stoic, that was the image of a man when I grew up where I, how I, you know, where I grew up and how I was socialized. And if you can't do it, then get out of the way because I won't get it done. But you know what it left out was that, um, um, guess what? Um, you, you need love and you're worthy of love. And I know you've done a lot of messed up stuff, but it's okay, man. You still, you're worthy to be loved. And that's how our father sees us. Our mother sees us this way, man, that we are um, the Elohims. We are the sons and the daughters of the living God, and we are worthy of love. And, you know, I, <laughs> I know this is turning into a Sunday morning service. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, I'm telling you, I'm just telling you, when it hits home, it hits home, and it hits like uh, like a lightning bolt when you, I mean, God, you know, when you can strip away, when you can be with, you know, this is why we need to gather together. This is why we need to come together and to share our goal with each other, because, you know, we're with people who we're with brothers and sisters who understand that we can't do anything. I, I know you're not thinking that I'm somewhat, you know, <laughs> good Lord, you know, you don't look over here because whatever I do, I, I don't know where it comes from, you know, so don't try to put me on a stage because it ain't going to work because it may not float that night. You know, I don't know where it comes from. Don't try to make money out, out of me. I, I just don't know. All I know is that I trust that God is all, and, and I'm in that. And, and 
And then when you see past the veil, man, you know, I, I just, yeah, it, it's true. It's freaking true, man. It's like, it's true. And you see these loving eyes looking back through you and you say, no, no, that's, that's the eyes of my friend. Of course he would have, no, man, no. Whatever your friend's name is or his nature, throw that out, man. I would, I mean, um, you know what I'm saying. It's that don't think that your friend is looking at you, man. Look past that and look into it deep, and then you'll see. I mean, you'll see. It's, it's God looking back at you, man, in the mirror. It's God looking back at you and your friends. And, you know, and if you can have just a second of that, you know, and then you're back to the unit, you know, you know you're back to the, your, your, your external world again, you know. But I experienced a second of it. And and I, I went somewhere else. You know, they said that Moses, he had to leave his animals, or Abraham had to leave his ass at the base of the mountain. Wherever Mike went, Mike just sort of took the back seat. And I apparently started speaking, and everybody was completely blessed by it. And I had no idea what was even said. <laughs> it's just crazy. But... It is the fool. He said, I chose the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. It makes no sense. And yet, if you experience it, nobody can tell you different. It's yours. It's yours to keep. It's yours to know. It's yours to cling to, to remember, to remind yourself to. You touched it, man. You touched the light. You I'm going to read y'all. I didn't say I was going to do, but I mean, I just thought about it. It's Song of Solomon, the beautiful Song of Psalms, the Song of Solomon. Uh, let's see. Let me just, let me see if I can find it real quick. So, um, listen to this. This is, this, when this, when you hear this poem, think of it like this. This is mankind. Um, Longing for our beloved, longing for our first love. Amen. Particle mankind, longing, you know, listen to what it says. Oh, that thou wert as my brother and suck the breasts of my mother. When I should find thee without, I would kiss thee. Yea, I should not be reproached. I mean, that, to me, that's beautiful, right? Yes, it's, yes. it's like looking into the eyes of another human being and saying, see you in there. I see you. You're wearing gym today, but I know you. You're much older than that. And you know what? I'm going to hug you, brother, because I know who you are. And what of Jim and Mike? They kind of disappear in that equation, don't they? Because we did suck the breasts of our mother. Our mother. She raised us up. And she's raising us up now, too. That's my testimony. I hope it blessed y'all. Here's me, man. 
I, I don't even I, I don't have the correct words. I know I don't, but I don't know if there are correct words. All all I know is that I know what happened, and I had a very profound experience with uh, with three other brothers that really did show me that we have the capacity to love each other and to be open and honest with each other and to not judge each other in that moment to just say, I don't care what your hangups are. You know, I don't care if you think that you're not acceptable or whatever. It's just, you know, I love you, man. I love you. And, um, and I accept you. And um, I don't even know what that means, except that uh, I'm not going to run you off. You know, <laughs> you're good here. You know. Amen. Uh, even the father, even the even the father, even in the scriptures, it tells us, you know, that we can boldly go to the throne of grace. He says, "Come just as you are." He didn't say you had to go get yourself spotless before you come to him. He said, come with all your baggage. Come as you are, and I will accept you and take you in. Because that's what it's all about. The love of the Father surpasses all understanding. See, man is twist and turn the truth of the eternal laws and the truth of what is. He says, come as you are. Seek me first and the kingdom of good, what is good. You know, and I will add all these things unto you freely. Not any good thing, not any good thing with he withhold from them that dearly love him. And that's what it's all about. Go ahead, brother. I was just going to say it's it's really good, uh, MJ. I, I appreciate hearing it. It's kind of funny the the synchronicity that we're dealing with because I kind of present on a, a lot on the same levels what you just described today with people. Uh, I've got a good friend of mine back in Louisiana. I don't even know if he's thirty yet. You know, we we different races, but we still brothers. We were talking yes. just today. And I said, you know, you think I said, let me tell you how silly racism is. Did you ever yeah. seen a heart transplant patient on the bed asking, was that a white heart or is that a black? Heart? They want a heart. Uh, you know, it's just a social construct to keep us divided, so we're not talking to one another just like we're doing right now. And he said, "You're right." <laughs> yes. You know, and but what I like to present to people is, is, you know, you start off simple. Most people believe in God, even if they have a different con- conception of it. It doesn't really matter. But I'll ask them, "Well, look around. Is there anything that you see that God did not create?" You'll get kind of a blank look sometimes, or sometimes right away it's no, uh, nothing. Then you must realize that God created you. You're just as much a part of this nature out here as 
anything else is. Amen. Get them to accept that. Well, you know, you've even made a level higher than that. Because you've made in the likeness and the image. And I'm just kind of taking them down this path, this road. Just It's like I explained today. I said, you know, I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know. This is a part of you. I've just got to take you to a place to where you can remember it. Amen. And once, once you remember it, now it's not something far off. And the more you start acting within it, the more you become it until soon it becomes you. That's it. Yes, sir, brother. Yes. Now, thank you. Well, then, with, you know, I'll, personally, I, I don't want to do it tonight, but maybe next week. I want to go into the order of Melchizedek. And um, show the the physiological story of it and the order of it and how it works within the body, and um, even where some of our some of our stories come from, like Santa Claus and a chimney and presents <laughs> under a tree. And, yep. Yep. Because the tree. Yeah. Because there's because all of this, you know, for the listeners. You know, we're not trying to keep everything on one level here. There's there's enough here for everybody, no matter where we're at in our journey. And it's not that we have it all either. You know, the stuff I want to present uh, came from other people that I studied, but yet there's, there's other um, experiences that I got to witness within it and even practices that I found that worked for me. I want to disclose all of this stuff openly. Now, a lot of people don't do this because each and every individual is different. And uh, what what White Wolf was really good about was being able to stimulate. He had so much bodily control that he he could stimulate different aspects and parts of his body because he had practiced going into those levels, creating that seed thought idea, allowing it to grow to the point to where it become him. And that was how he did this. That was how, that was, that is the order. But it's a personal order. That's why most people go to monasteries and stuff like that. They can do this stuff uh, privately. It's not, not open for the public. Uh, That's why even the biblical Jesus, why don't you teach these people openly? Well, Peter, it's given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Well, right there, they're telling you a great secret. It's given unto Peter. Who's the impregnator? We are. Amen. Who's the controller? That's right. But it's taken our great power and learning to reign with it. Hallelujah. That's it. All of us, all of us, you know, the biblical Jesus, this is another thing I explained today. The biblical Jesus, he said, I liken this generation to children playing in the market. Yes. Well, we're all children in the eyes of God. We're all learning. I don't care. You know, the day you stop learning, it's probably the day you're going to die. <laughs> Even if you don't know you're learning. You That's know, right. we, we don't. Do, the person that we were 10 years ago is not the person that we are today. None of us. Yeah. Amen. We all grow. The only difference is that some of us learn how to put fertilizer on it, and some never do. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yes, sir. You know, <laughs> little tricks of how to discipline ourselves. Yes, sir. But, you Thank know, you. when you take an individual and you show them 
from the start how wonderful they are, how beautiful they are. See, I'm not talking to your head. I'm talking to your heart. Amen. Unto the heart of man believeth unto righteousness. So to, to, the gateway to righteousness is through the heart. Amen. Because only through that compassion, they talk about the passion of the Christ, but they never tell you about the compassion of the Christ. Mm. And it's through the heart. That is the gateway to getting to the third aspect. The heart could be like the the most of uh, the holy place. You have the 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 holy, holy place. It'd be like the most holy. And then the pineal gland would be the holy of holies, because that is when heaven is truly opened up and revealed. Yes, sir. And you have a full-on, full-body, sensory, I mean, every cell in your body is, is stimulated and activated. Mm-hmm. And really, your body is producing new blood. That's the Ark of the Covenant. That's where regeneration occurs. Amen. That's what Jesus was really teaching, the regeneration everlasting life hallelujah but, but these you know there's a lot of rich people out there that don't want nobody to know that no. they, they destroyed civilizations to kill that knowledge yeah. but we're at a time in history whenever that spirit has been poured back out on upon the people you know, that's what a minister does. He pours the ointment. He's the oh, administrator. You see, I mean, and when that pineal gland is stimulated, that's when that oil of gladness, mercy, oh, is poured out over the whole body. That's when the true anointing, the true baptism of fire oh, takes place. The only baptism that Jesus ever baptized with. It was never a water baptism. But... You know, like everything else, then there's, then we're, some can call them stumbling blocks, other people call them building blocks. Without those building blocks, I wouldn't know what, and be where I'm at today. I'm thankful for them. Amen. But Thank you. there was a time in my life I probably would have looked at it as a stumbling block. That's the whole thing. You know, we all grow. It's just a matter of, in reality, we get to choose how fast we grow. That's the beauty of it. Yes, sir. Because the more we tap into this, this heart, this heart-mind connection, that's the first commandment. When we tap into that, the more we tap into that, the more that next door starts to crack open. You see, we all want to get through these doorways. We all, you know, it's kind of like the video game. We all want to level up. But in our own way, we're all searching for that that doorway to the next level, so to speak. And I would like to share more of that that I found. But this call, in my opinion, is really, it's about the heart. Because... That is the greatest doorway. You know, we we see all of this evil around us. You can't turn on the TV. I mean, you can't. Everything around us is so negative. Well, it's our job to take all that negativity and find a way to turn it into a positive vibration. Amen. Now, if we have to do that to a battery, you might say it blows up, right? 
Well, that is the Z ion. Yes, that is the converter. See, as a man thinks, so is he. And if all we think is positive, that's when that true power comes. Amen. Can't come in with the static there. The thought it not robbery to be equal with God. That means in, in some people's mind would be all powerful. Well, how can we how can we generate that type of power if we can't accept the fact that it can be generated through us? Because it is powerful. We all know the power of of an emotion alone. Imagine that emotion that can be uh, ten thousand times greater. Thousand on my left, ten thousand on my right. They're showing you the amplification of power when you're in that high mind. Amen. And it was not anything that any of us was not physio- physiological built and designed to do it's only when we get our house in order yes we get our thoughts in order we learn how to become one mind and one accord with the father because the greatest knowledge that any of us can obtain and know and understand and apply is that i and the father are one amen and with that Jim, I'm going to back out of here and pass the torch on to you. It is the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, Oriashamaye. Thank you. living most high. Thank you, Father. Man, that is, oh, brother, that, that man, I feel the anointing. Oh, bless the living Father. Hallelujah. There is nothing like that true, divine, eternal word and the glory that comes with it you know with you know that god is god and you feel it in every fiber of your being i mean like michael the experience you had this past weekend and what uh old cat brought forward i mean how oh glory how could that not bless you i mean if you really listen what is being said there and the might and majesty of it and how just putting your mind and thoughts upon that it amps up like he said it's like a battery it'll amp up and pretty soon that battery ain't there no more you went way beyond and past that you know it's (laughs) it's neither created or destroyed it just changes form Oh, bless the living God. It, oh, this is so mighty and so true. Thank you all, brothers, for this. It is mighty. Get it, brother. Get it. I'm, I'm trying to talk right now, Kate. I'm a Shia. Get it. Bless the living most high. Because, brother, it just fills my soul. I mean, you can feel the majesty of the eternal father. It it bears witness of itself. And, uh, you know, it says, how could we know these things except one, someone show us and teach us these things? It's like Philip and the eunuch. When Philip asked him, you understand what you're reading? He said, no. How could I understand unless somebody explained it to me? 
and that's what that's what you're doing and that's what you just did and it just oh hallelujah it just magnifies the soul that's the joy unspeakable yes. and full of glory that he's talking about and we go onward and upward from glory to glory or power to power because that's that it creates that change in us that we can receive the 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 greatness and the glory of the father within us so where we can in return share with our fellow man our brothers and sisters where we can rise together as one and i just want to thank y'all so much from the bottom of my heart for sharing that because that that's what it's all about i mean let god be god and our enemies be scattered just Throw out that negativity and that garbage. Refuse to accept it. Say no. When you're weak, say you're strong. Don't We don't have to accept anything but the good, good, and very good. Because that's what he said he created in the beginning. We don't have to accept the bad, bad, and very bad. Even though it tries to come our way, we can refuse to accept it. We can say cancel, cancel, cancel. I i do not accept that and change the change the concept of what they're trying to put put up what you want and you desire and give god the glory and honor and the praise for it because within you like he said is the power which is him he tells us to take up our great power or authority and reign and the only way we're going to do it is just like what you were saying. We have to put it forth. We have to understand and know it. Don't be a knower. I mean, don't. This is. It says, don't be a hearer only, but be a doer. We have to do what it says and apply it. That's the only way we're going to really, truly know and understand that it is that it is that it is if we don't use it you will lose it and he tells us it's just like me hypothetically telling people i've got a suitcase with a million dollars in it it's yours and i set it right there on the table until you reach out and take it and accept it it ain't yours and once you take and accept it, what do you always say? Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Because I have received it. And that's what we have to do. He said it's already, everything's given unto us already. He's not going to. It's already there. You just got to acknowledge it and see it and know that it's there. And call those things that are not, like you were saying earlier, Michael, as they already are. And they will be. They will become. That's the creation power of the almighty creator. We have it. That's why he tells us the, the tongue is an unruly member. It sets on fire the very course of nature. That word fire means destruction. But we have to watch what we say. 
you know, think about it before you say it. Don't be quick to judge. Don't be quick to pronounce it, whatever comes out of your mouth, because it may be a good thing and it might be a bad thing. He tells us to, to be holy or right in all our conversation. And he tells us another thing. Mark the perfect man, one who does not offend in speech. So we guard over her, the, the middle subconscious mind, and out of the heart, the mouth does speak. So they're kind of connected together there. And we have to know it, watch it, apply it, and do it. And that's basically what I have to say. I see Brother Gary in there. Hey, well, I wanted to say one other thing about this, that in in agreement to what Polcat was saying is that I wanted to make it clear that I wasn't like somehow connected mystically that I was looking through somebody else's eyes. I was... It was like I was seeing, but I was seeing with my heart. I could feel from the first person what it would, what it was like to look in, and and the things that I, you know, were within me. But it it was okay, you know, it was okay, and Amen. and and it just I started talking, and <laughs> oh man, I just. It's just really a, an amazing thing, you know, and um, you know, just realizing that. Imagine what it would be like if we imagined that we're worthy to be loved. And imagine that we are loved beyond our comprehension. Imagine what that would be like, <laughs> you know? Um, you know what I mean? I'm not saying it in a, in a way like, you know, yeah, that would be cool one day, <laughs> you know? No. Sit in the prayer and imagine it and see it. What would that be like? Yeah. What would it be like if you were clothed with the with the robe of royalty? Amen. How would you serve in the kingdom? Where, what aspect of the kingdom would you like to work in to serve your brothers? Because I got news, but on royalty, you're going to be a servant. It ain't like the kings of this world. No. You put on the Elohim and you put it on with full knowledge, you're going to have to find a place where you can serve other people. Amen. And, uh, and uh, by the way, I'm convinced in my whole being that unless the love that is felt is the <coughs> love of service it's it, it's like a fickle bird it will fly away and you'll be you'll be unsatisfied seeking for something else to fill the void but in service you know the love that polecat said um about you know, paying for somebody else. They don't even have to know. They don't have to know your name. Go do it. And this this past weekend, I was 
talking to this lady, and he said, "I don't know. I, I don't know what to do. I, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to fix what's broken." And I said, "Well, the thing is, is the debt was paid, so all you have to do is see the other party being repaid." Don't even worry about. Oh, but they hurt me. They harmed me. They owe me. Well, let that. Let all that go. Because um, guess what? Yeah, it's gonna make sure the balances get straight. You got hurt. Don't worry. Your cup's gonna get filled back up. Yeah. Just have the faith to know and to request and to say, I don't know. This is how I do it. And you know, you you figure out what works for you but the way I do it is I imagine that I got this gigantic pot I guess but it's huge in my mind <laughs> it's like a 5,000 gallon pot right <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and I mean it's huge and in my mind I've got it in in my hands and I'm taking it's full of this oil and I take it and I pour it on the head of whoever it is, and it's the oil of gladness. And I'm like, just keep pouring it, Father. Don't even let it empty, you know. Just let it keep going, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. And it's like, because if I went to them and said, oh, you know, I think we need to talk and we need to straighten this out, that's all. it's just going to create more problems. You know, that's just the arm of the flesh trying to figure out, you know, I just want you to think I'm good. Well, I got news. All of us are fucking we ain't good. You know? No. It's his it's the righteousness of Christ. It's the righteousness of God. It's the wisdom of our mother to go to the prayer room and rely upon the righteousness of Christ. And forget with the, some kind of concept that this flesh is somewhat good. <laughs> Give me a break. I can do nothing except that Christ strengthens me. My entire life, my my existence is is prepositioned on the Christ with the Spirit of God. There's no existence to this vessel. It's just clay that's, you know... Give me a break. Without the Spirit, it's nothing. But look at its beauty with the Spirit and in the perfect image of the universe. Beautiful. Outside and in, just beautiful. And so, you know, the other night, I I was like kind of caught up in this love feast with my wife. I was just telling her I missed her. And I I just saw like dumping this... um, big gigantic vat of love on her you know and um and you know what she did like this was the vision that was given back to me she actually collected all of the oil that i put on her and she said i'm gonna put that back on you and um guess what I got another one here for you. <laughs> Man, I was like, you know, wow. You know, and and 
you know, that's what we can do. You know, God can heal it. God can restore the balances where we can't in the flesh. That's right. It's like he already paid the debt. So what? Stupid things are said. I say stupid things on a regular basis, okay? <laughs> we, I just do. And, you know, I don't even know why I do it sometimes, but I do. And sometimes feelings are hurt and pride comes in and I don't know what to tell you. That's this experience. But, you know, we can go into that place within. Because I asked the woman that I was talking to, I said, can you please answer me one simple question? And she says, you know, I'll try. I said, you know the the verse that says the kingdom of heaven is within you? Yeah, yes, I, I know this verse. What do you think that means? You know? And, and I mean, you got to wait, right? If it takes an hour, wait. And let the silence fill the room, man. You got to freaking wait. What does it mean? It means that the truth of this world is in spirit. The the unreal aspect of it is limited to this to this sensory experience. But the beautiful thing is, is everything is understood by spirit. So everywhere you look, you're going to see the image once you begin to know it, what it is. You're going to see it. You're going to see the image of life everywhere. Right. And then it's like, you know, God never left us. He's been here all along. And guess what? I said he's been here all along. Guess what? She has too. Right. You know what I mean, brothers. It's not two gods aspects, the natures of uh, when I say she, wisdom is a tree of life. She's carried us. She nurtured us. She raised us up on her teats and she made us men to stand. You know, we we wear the, the, the coat of flesh be it male or female but we all have the same operating system and we all you know what I mean by that? We all have mind. We have we have emotion, you know, and it's all the same. So it doesn't matter if you're donning a female form. It, it just doesn't matter. He's speaking to you when he when he says, Samson, you're Samson. You say, Well Samson's a man and I'm a female. Wrong. You he, Samson had that long hair. He was he was rich in the spiritual path, but he listened to his emotions. And she came in there and she tricked him, and she said, "You know, wouldn't it be better if we if we began to look on to the to the sensual side of life, and we began to develop our wisdom through what we could perceive through our testing of our five senses." And then he took a haircut, didn't he? And then he was made a slave under the five lords of the Philistines. Well, guess what? I counted them. You know, five senses comes to mind. And they put out his eyes. Spiritual eyes began to 
They put them out. He couldn't see anymore. But guess what? Through toil and, and friction and tribulation, that hair grew back. Well, that's us. We're the prodigal sons. We once lived just happily as could be in our in our uh, heavenly estate, in unity, walking in the cool of the day, you know. And, um, well, we decided to take a little bit of our meager estate, a little spending money, go off into a faraway country. And, um, you know, well, as the story goes, like, and I'm tired of eating this hog slop, you know. <laughs> you, know and, you know, I need to eat some good spiritual food, man. I need to eat at the at the trough of I love you, brother. And it doesn't matter what you did, man. Look at me, man. Look at me and feel the love of God for you, man. It's for you. Let's sit in it, man. I don't care if we both cry like little children. It's okay, man. It's okay. I don't care about what you think, that you have to be cool, or you have to be this, or you have to be that. I just don't care. God loves me, man, and that means God loves you, brother. Amen. Let's sit in that joy. That's the meat, man. That's the meat. You want energy? Sit in that for a while. You'll be up all night. You know, yes, sir. <laughs> you will, man. I he said I got food that you don't know about yet. But and look at you know, like look, I, I don't want to get into the name game at all and, and what they did changing the names. But I'm just going to call him Jesus. I mean, you talk about a cool dude, man. You know, and and his chick, Mary. Come on, man. Come on. You you know you want to hang out with this girl, you know. I mean, let me tell you. I mean, this girl is like openly comes walking into the to you know the room. All the dudes are hanging out, and she's like, "You guys don't understand," you know. <laughs> she just gets down and just anoints him, man. You know, and everybody in the room is thinking, "Yeah." <laughs> You know, golly. I mean, that's power, man. That's freaking power. Didn't give a damn what everybody else thinks. Just going to come in and just just be. Not seeming to be. Not taking a picture of it, but being. This is who I am. And, you know, I'm going to be me. So I hope, brothers, I you all bless me tremendously. I just I'm sorry if I beat this drum, man. My heart was really thumped pretty good this weekend, and in, in a good way. And uh, when I seem to be singing this song over and over, I, I just I, I found it, man. I touched it, and um, and it was amazing, you know. Amen, brother. I mean, if we look, if we look at everything, all is God. You know, when yeah. we look, we look at ourselves, and we look at all the people of the world around us. That is us. That is us 
pressed outwardly. Whether it be our wife or children, grandchildren, mother, fathers, that is us pressed outwardly. Agreed. And we're looking in a mirror darkly and see what manner of man or woman we are. The, you know, those are what we call our ancestors. We have their genes and they have ours. That is us pressed outwardly. You take your wife and this and that. You know, the scripture says, you know, you, you have to love yourself to love God. You have a wife there. You love your wife. You're, you're loving yourself back. You know what I'm saying? You're giving the love and giving it back to you. What goes out has to come back. Just like the Father said, let there be light. His word went out. And he said, I've sent it out to do what I sent it out to do. And it will not come back void or empty. And it did exactly what he put forward. And what we put forward in word and deed. It comes back to us. And we have to. Hopefully it's in a good sense because, you know, that tongue was the unruly member. It sits on destruction or fire, the very course of nature. And whatever you call it, it becomes. He didn't say maybe, might be one day, a thousand years from now. No, he said it will be. What you call it, it's going to be and it's going to come back to you. When you hurt someone else, you're actually hurting yourself. If you're doing good to others or paying Amen. it forward, if you're paying it forward, you're doing it to yourself. And that's what the Father's uh, showing us. It all boils down to me. When I, I'm not talking about me personally, but all of us is the me. Because the scripture tells you, thou shalt not have any other gods before me, the me. The me is you and me. Remember, he dwells in the temple, not made with hands. That's the you and that's the me. God is us and we are him. That's why we have the powers of the creator. We can call things that are not, not as though they are and they become, whether it be good or bad. And even the, in the scriptures where it says that God said, I create the good and I create the evil. Well, they're telling you God said that. Well, who are we? Don't we create the good and don't we create the evil? It's choose you this day who and what you will serve or what will serve you. You got to make that choice. And be still. He tells us to be still. Think about it. Be still. And know 
not guess. He said for us to know that I am God. Because that's all there is, is God. That is the bottom line. That's all there is, is God. We're playing out every infinite possibility that there could be both good and bad. All it boils down to God in the beginning and God in the end. I am the Alpha in the beginning and I am the Omega in the end. That's what he's telling us. We have to understand and apply it and know it. You know, because when man is in this body, he kind of got amnesia. He has to remember all over again who and what he is. Remember what the scripture says? The father asked him, you know, I have somewhat against you. Why would the father have something against us? He doesn't. But he says, thou hast forgotten thy first love which is the creator, the father of all. And we went a-whoring and abhorring in this life. We're that prodigal son, like he said. We went out eating, drinking, and being merry, living it up, doing our own thing. But then we have to come back to the remembrance of who and what we are. And go back to the father's house. Where he has a robe of righteousness waiting for you. Remember the robe that the father had for the son? Yes, sir. Hey, Jim. Yes, sir, brother. Jim. Yeah, go ahead. I just had to say it, man. Because because what you just said, like, really hit me right square between the eyes. When he said, thou hast forgotten your first love. We're looking out of these eyes, and we're seeing Jim. We're seeing Mike. We're seeing Polecat. Yeah. We don't see God. We don't That's see God. It. Now it's forgotten your first love. I mean, man, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yes, yeah, brother. Bless you. Thank you. I mean, see this. He said, by the simple things of this world. To, to confound the wise, those that have the PhDs and the doctor's degrees, they think they're somebody. And I'm not knocking them, but that's nothing compared to the knowledge and understanding and the wisdom of the divine creator that is everlasting to everlasting. I mean, it can't even compare. And when we understand these things and know these things and apply it, like he, the reason he wants us to apply it, that we know that it's true, that it's not a one-time thing, it's an all-time thing. Because once you know, you know. And you can do it over and over and over again. Just like that song says, I keep falling in, in, in love with him over and over and over again. It's the same thing. You can apply it and it will happen over and over and over and over again. It's not one time thing. Once you know, you know. 
The rust can't rust it out. The thief can't take it away. You have the keys that unlocks those doors. And that's what it's all about. Then we can take up our great power and reign as the true son or daughter or creator of all. That all may see, know, and understand that we're not separated or can be separated, but we are all one. Because what he does for you, he's going to do for me. It is no respecter of persons. You don't care if you're red, yellow, black, or white, male or female. It can happen for all of us. Man has twisted and turned what the divine creator has set forth from the beginning. They're doing that on purpose. They know the truth, but they're trying to keep it only for themselves and their families and, you know, keep everyone else down. And that wasn't the... That wasn't in the divine plan. You know, like the scripture says, the house that's divided against itself cannot stand. And we're all one house. We're all one creator. But playing out in a multiplicity of possibilities. And that's why it seems like we're separate yeah. from each other, but we're not. Yes, sir, brother. Yeah. Um, you think about the story of the Tower of Babel. Yes. Tower of Confusion. You see, mm-hmm. it wasn't that they wasn't religious people. In fact, they were. But they never could succeed in the completion of their building. See, that's kind of, in my mind, where we're at today as a people. You see, we've all had our hands in the participation of of the building of Babylon, this artificial tower to heaven of seam writing. Might, could, should, and maybe, but never in fact, so to speak. Because you look at people as a whole, and there's a famine in the land, just like the, the scriptures say. You know, these people are thirsting for righteousness, but it's kind of like the missing link. Where is it? There's no link to unify them to the divine because it's always out there, over there, tomorrow, next weekend. Yes, sir. But it's never in the todays of their life where the present is. I mean, the present's under the Christmas tree. Oh, goodness. Oh, yes. He's telling you a deep secret there. Yes, sir. One really wants to look. Amen, bro. You know, uh, and we God... Can, with certain... Go, go ahead. Oh, I didn't mean to stop you, brother. I, it's that lag there, I guess. With certain practices, um, we are building ourselves up, regenerating. Um if we learn these practices as a group, as a whole, as an individual, you're going to see that a lot of the natural, or what we consider, well, they are, they're natural diseases that occur simply because we 
as a species forgot how to live on this earth. Yes. The Native Americans prophesied this over 100 years ago. They said, you know, they, they took over. Don't worry. We're coming back. <laughs> because that's the only way that you live on this earth and survive. Why even the scripture said, unless time be shortened, no flesh would be, sh- we would be saved. Um, but that also has a, a flip side interpretation, too, because you look at the quickening of the spirit. Because it's like MJ was talking earlier, you know, you can get into that flow of speech and you just become a conduit. It flows through you. Your tongue is just a rudder for that divine principle that's coming out of your mouth. And there's times it comes out of my mouth and I never thought about it that way before. And it comes out so daggum eloquent. And I mean, it shocks me and it's beautiful. And knowing that, it can anybody can do this you know it, there's some people they can tell you who won the the super bowl 45 years ago in the final score mm. well they could learn these same principles just as easy if they truly applied themselves amen bro. you know that that is quantum physics it it it's affected by the observer yes and when we learn how to work from the quantum field, that is picking up the five smooth stones because that's the fifth plane of existence. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, just like if you look at the chakra system, you have seven chakras, there's seven deadly sins there because each chakra has an emotional attachment to it. And unless we do some, some looking at ourselves and deal with them deep hidden emotions, that door might not open. Yes. You'd see the in ancient Egypt the, the story of Pharaoh having to go through the, the nine realms of reincarnation. Mm-hmm. It's really talking about the energy body. Oh yes, sir. Because he understood the the wavicle to the particle concept. And they acted out both in word and in deed mm-hmm. and in spirit. The fifth element. See, there's that five again, the fifth element. Yes. And like you were talking about the, you know, the the chakras, you know, if if you go to the book of Revelation, you see that there's seven seals. Those seven seals are your your very chakras. And it said that there was nobody in heaven and in earth that was worthy to open them except who? The one likened to the son of the living God. That's right. That's us. And, you know, the anointed, the Christ, the chrismed, we are the chrismed. We are the anointed of the father because the father dwells in us and we're the only ones that are worthy to open it when we adhere to the trust yes sir and in in obedience by learning how to tie in percent (laughs) that's the fee that is the fee we have to return 10 percent back to the father 
And uh, that's, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that hopefully in depth next weekend. Amen, brother. I hope, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, you see, it, it's such Amen. a wonderful story because it plays out both on a physical and on a spiritual, you know, but what they did was they reconstructed the physicality of it yes. and took it outside of the body, but left it physical. Yes. When in reality, we call things that's not as if it are as if it were. So we're learning this from a spiritual level to manifest it on a on a physical level. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it's really a that's simple. That's why it was all of our heart, with all of our mind, and with all, and then with all the soul. See, there's the three aspects of the temple right there. Yes, sir. heart, mind, and soul. It's all laid out right there in the first commandment. Yes, sir. But and even in some scriptures that. I'm sorry. Where are the wise men and where are the wise women? Those that have the understanding to see and give the essence of what these scriptures mean. Yes, sir. And if you look at, you know, I know there's some people that think there's going to be a catch in a way in this and that, which there's not. But, the, you know, if you go back and read some of the, you can say the ancient books and the ancient teachings where they say that you're going out to meet yourself. Why are we going out to meet ourselves? Think about it. We're not really going anywhere, but we're moving onward upward from understanding to understanding or glory to glory. And it says that we're going out to meet ourselves. What we're doing as we grow in this wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, we're realizing who and what we are, why we are, why everything is the way it is. We remember, we recall, we understand. You know, not just one man has it all. It, It takes everybody in unison with each other. In one of mine and one accord, like you said earlier, Pocat. I mean, it takes all of that there for us to come together where we can grow. It says, tells us not to forsake your, uh, to assemble yourselves together where we can become of one mind and one accord. It didn't mean in some church building somewhere, because actually that's a wrong. Uh, wrong i don't even like that name church because if you go back you look at it where church comes from it goes back to cersei and cersei took the people in her house and turned them into pigs and then turned around and ate them and that's what religion does to people the scripture always called us the ecclesia the ecclesia means the body electric. We are spiritual beings, electrified, glorified, and we are being beings of light in a coat of skin. If you really search those words out, you're going to find out you are a, a being of light, just as the Father is. Remember, he says... I'm the light of the world. Now, therefore, you must be the light also. That's what we are. But you don't see it because of this 
so-called three-dimensional body. Well, you do in a sense because you see you have an aura. That's the true you shining without of the body because you can't hold it. You can still see the glory of the Father within you. That's that aura that radiates from within also without. In everything, there is God and the glory of God. What we call God, the creator all, the infinite intelligence, whatever you want to call it. He, he's known by many names. But all in all, that's what he said, I'm all and in all. And through us all. It all boils down to us coming to the realization of who and what we really are. And give the honor and glory that's due to the Father. When we can do this, this, I mean, and the people really started, they, they talk about a revival. It will revive everybody for sure. But at the same time, it'll turn this world upside down and inside out. And all they're going to see is the Father. You remember White Wolf used to say, you know, that says that they, to know Yava, it said, but there's a time coming that all are going to know Yava. They'll all understand and they'll all realize who and what we really are. And God truly will be all and in all and through us all. He is now, but the people are alienated within their understanding, their mind. They are ignoring the truth of what is. They, you know, they have another word. They say they're ignorant. I don't mean ignorant in a bad way that they're dumb or stupid. I don't mean that. It means that they're ignoring the truth of what really is, the reality of what is. That's why it tells us the kingdom of heaven is within us. It's inside of us. As within, so without. As above, so below. It, it's telling us no matter what happens, it's all God. And we have to come to the realization of it. But see, the world system don't want you to know that. There are those few that wants, they're greedy they're wicked and evil. They want to have the prize for themselves or the crown, so to speak, <clears throat> and not let no one else have it. When it was given to all of us, freely you receive, freely give. But see, they freely receive, but they don't want to freely give. They want to charge you for everything and make you do everything from cradle to grave where they stay on top and no one else can get there. So come out of her, this system, my people, and realize and know that I am God. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven or bliss or 
whatever you want to call it. It don't mean it's a million miles up there. It's inside of you. And all these things are added unto you. He's already given it to you. He already said that from the very beginning of the book. He tells us it's already ours. We just have to realize, know it, and understand it and speak it forward. And it will be. Confess things that are not as though it already is. And it will be. It's that simple. But man can't see past his knows despite his face you know there's just so much there but it's so simple and they've twisted and turned it and made it so hard for people they give you a little bit of the truth and a whole bunch of misdirection and lies haven't you ever watched a movie and you watched it and you were just so enthused with that movie Oh, man, that's a great movie. I got to watch it four or five times. <clears throat> There's something in that movie that caught your attention. That the father uses. to They're like. Um, little cachet, so to speak. Or something to get your attention to to bring back to your remembrance to spark something within you. To cause you to go look to dig deeper. To find out what it is. And once you do. It, it, it blesses beyond. Anything you can imagine. Like Michael was talking about earlier. About what happened to him that past weekend. That's a jewel that he has. That he'll have forever with him. And an understanding. That he was able to see and know. That's one of those caches or one of those jewels he can put in his pocket and take it out and use it and admire it and all those things. He can never lose it. And those experiences will happen to each and every one of us each and every day and each and every way if we will allow those things to be. And not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. <coughs> Excuse me. Not letting people misguide you over here or over there. I mean, and I'm not knocking anybody. But you got the Baptists here. You got the Pentecostals here. You got the Lutherans over here. You got, you got all the Catholics. And they're all saying that they have the truth. By them saying that they have the truth, that ought to tell you right there that they're lying. They might have bits and pieces. They might have bits and pieces of it, but they don't have it all. We have to, like you were saying earlier, we got to seek, seek and search out the truth and understanding with fear and trembling. I don't mean be afraid. That means with respect and gratitude for what really is no don't just toss it aside like they they're really teaching you to go with an open heart and open mind and that's what the scriptures tell us you can boldly come to the throne of grace or blessing come as you are with all your baggage 
whether it be good or bad. He said, just come as you are. Just start. You got to start somewhere. Just start. Come with an open heart and open mind. And, you know, a lot of times people ask me, I say, yata hey. A lot of people ask me what that means. Yata hey means, from a Native American aspect, it means my heart is open. Come with an open heart and open mind before the divine creator that is within you. And remember how he said, you know, he will reward you openly. When you go before him within yourself and seek the face of the father and ask of wisdom, knowledge and understanding, he said he would give it to you liberally. And once you see no one understand. He said. You know, it'll be revealed outwardly because what's in you is what you're going to speak out. And that that gives all our fellow men and women and children the benefits of the father. Because that's the only way it can get out there. Is if we speak it forward, put it out there. And share it. If we never share it, nobody's going to know anything. We have to tell the good news. We have to show the good news. We have to be the good news. Because what is within will manifest outwardly. And out of the heart, the mouth will speak. And you'll be known by your fruits, like it says... You'll either speak the blessing, the goodness, and the truth, or you'll speak the vulgar, the bad, the wicked, the evil, and you'll also do those things. The scripture says we are written epistles, written books to be seen of men. We're We're the word of God becoming alive. That men may see, know, and understand, and do, and be. It's that simple. We are the living word of the almighty good. Are we going to have a, you know, how can I put it? Are we going to have a a life of goodness? Are we going to have a life of wickedness? You know, it says in the books were open and we'll be judged out of those books. It's not talking about the physical books of the Bible. It's talking about the the books of our mind, what we say, do and speak forward and apply. If I come up hypothetically, I know y'all have never seen me, but if out of the blue, I lived around some of y'all and I come up there and I said, you blankety, 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 so-and-so, and-so-and-so-and-so-and-so. And so and so. You're going to say, hold the phone here, dude. Where'd that dude come from? I don't want to be around him. Man, that guy is vulgar. He's wicked. He's the, all this and this and this and that. That's the book that I'm putting forward there. I don't want that. I want the book of 
truth, honesty, goodness, peace, love, gratitude, those things. You know the tree of good and evil that the scripture's talking about? That's us. We're the same tree. He wants the good to come forth, not the wicked and evil. They, most people think it's a real, true, literal garden out there, and it's not. The garden is us. Within us is the entire universe. As above, so below. So below is us. What's out there is inside of us. But they twist and turn it to such a where man don't know which ends up. They said that what is good they're going to say is bad. And what is bad they're going to turn it and say that it's good. And that's what mankind and that's what the system has done to us. That's why we need to stop and meditate and think about what's really truly going on. Because I and the Father are one and the same, as well as each and every one of you. The one that they're calling Jesus didn't say he was the only one. He said he was the first of many brethren. That's all of us. He brought in the fullness of time where we could understand what these ancient texts were really telling us he made it known unto us to where we can receive it but even then they twisted it it, it tells us in the scriptures beware of the lying pen the lying pen means that they changed it to fit their 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 belief and their religion But the Father said from the very beginning, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever, and I change not. They got an Old Testament and a New Testament. There is no Old Testament or New Testament. It's just the Testament, the covenant of the Creator. And he says it's the same and it does not change, but they're saying that it's changed. It has not changed. They're trying to change it. That's why the so-called world is going to hell in a handbasket. Until we awaken. That's why they call it the great awaken. They're trying to get people to wake up and understand what's really taking place before they cause the destruction of this world. Because you go back in Genesis... It said the reason all this came on the worlds before and what come on then what's coming on the people now, it says because the thoughts of their mind were evil continuously. That's what ha that's what happened to the other worlds. They destroyed themselves. A house that's divided against itself cannot stand. You need to be in the house that the house that God built, that the Creator built. 
And I'm going to end it right there and let someone else speak. But I just had to say what's on my heart and what the Father, I believe the Father wanted me to say. And I do love each and every one of you, and I appreciate each and every one of you. You know, and I'm doing my very best to have an attitude of gratitude, and I am grateful for each and every one of you. And I am blessed at the same time by the words that y'all bring forward and to speak and the testimonies that you have. They bless me immensely. I want to thank you for that. And if anyone else has anyone else to say, please, please share. Jim, is the is the call open? Is there anybody um, on the line tonight beside us? Uh, or eager? Is yeah. anybody else I'm on here. the line? I'm yeah, here. Donna's. A, yeah. All right. Yeah. And also Gary just well, he he, he he just checked out so. Okay. Go ahead, I, I sister. Wanted, I was going to see if you mind minded. It wouldn't take but like one minute for me to read you something that was timely that I saw this week. In fact, my brother sent it to me, one of my twin brothers, and it was so sweet and it was just perfect. But I got to find it again. I had it pulled up. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. People have been calling me while I've been talking to y'all. Somebody called wanting a job, and I was trying to talk to them about some ideas, too, while I was listening back and forth. But I wanted to read you this. This is just so – it fits in with what y'all are talking about to me. You may not see it, but to me, I was like – Polecat said, you know, wow, synchronicity. To me, this fits in. Okay, it's called Potato Chips. A little boy wanted to meet God. He knew it was a long trip to where y'all lived. So he packed his suitcase with a bag of potato chips and a six-pack of soft drinks, and he started his started the journey. When he had gone about three blocks, he met an old man. He was sitting in the park just staring at some pigeons. The boy sat down next to him and opened his suitcase. He was about to take a drink from the bottle when he noticed that the old man looked hungry, so he offered him some chips. He gratefully accepted them, and he smiled at the boy. His smile was so pretty that the boy wanted to see that again, so he offered him a soft drink. Again, the old man smiled at him. The boy was just delighted. They sat there all afternoon just eating and smiling, but they never said a word. At twi as twilight approached, the boy noticed how tired he was, and he got up to leave. But before he had gone more than a few steps, he turned around. He ran back to the old man, and he gave him a hug. He gave him the biggest smile ever. When the boy opened the door to his own house a short time later, his mother was surprised by the look of joy on the boy's face. She asked him, what did you do today that made you so happy? He replied, I had lunch with God, Mama. But before the mother could really respond, he added, you know what? He's got the most beautiful smile that I've ever seen. Meanwhile, the old man also had a, meanwhile the old man also radiant with joy, he returned to his home. His his son was stunned by the look of peace on his father's face. And he said, Dad, what did you do today that made you so happy? He replied, I ate potato chips in the park with God. However, before his son responded, he added, You know he's much younger than I expected. 
So it says, too often we underestimate the power of a touch, a smile, a kind word, a listening ear, an honest compliment, or the smallest act of caring, all of which have the potential to turn a life around. People come into our lives for a reason, a season, or even a lifetime. Embrace all equally. Have lunch with God. Bring chips. God still sits on the throne. You may be going through a tough time right now, but God is getting ready to bless you in a way that only he can. So keep the faith. Wasn't that good? Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And you know, in reality... It went well, you know, with what y'all were talking about. It went well. Amen, sister. Thank you for that blessing. That is a blessing. (laughs) It is like you want to Bible talks about the day of their visitation. Yes, sir. Even in the story, Jesus, after the resurrection, even the disciples didn't recognize him. They didn't recognize the Christ. You see, how long shall I tarry with you? You know, that that's the whole thing. You, it's one thing to recognize it saying another, but when you, the glory of God to reveal it to you, the mm-hmm. revelation of this glory within us, the good news. You know, we all operate from aspects of it, but we never, a lot of of us never considered if you could truly amplify it. And then what what are or is there limitations to the amplification of it? You know, when you start thinking about it from that perspective, man, it's everlasting, everlasting. (laughs) <laughs> Amen. There ain't no That's way. right. <laughs> so, you know, when when Gary helped assisted me going into that upper room, it's a world of pure love. There's there's not enough words to describe it. There, language yeah. is too limited to I know why they called it just plain heaven, so to speak. Because it's beyond anything that you could truly imagine with this carnal mind. But if we don't sell off everything that we own, then we won't, say, be found worthy to enter into that because, you know, the old saying, well, you, when you die, you can't take it with you. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what it means. We have to completely disrobe from a completely different mental realm and become pure energy. See, you're... you're, you're what does it profit a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul? Well, how many of us has ever truly communed with our own soul? Because that's what it is. Yes, it is. Pure cosmic love at its purest form. And even that doesn't define it the way it should be defined. Because it's the most blissful state. And if people could just Touch the hem of that garment. Get a taste of it. I know for, for myself, it forever changed me. Yes, sir. Um, like MJ said, you know, does that mean that I'm not corrupt in this physical? No, I'm no different than anybody else. But on a completely different plane of existence, we are spotless. Amen, we are pure. Spotless. Oh, we came here to be the ultimate expression of that love. That's where the John 3.16 truly come in. 
not to condemn the world, but give it everlasting life. Well, that's learning the regeneration within us. Yes. And it starts with baby steps and with milk and honey. And, and you know, sooner or later, as an individual grows, we get to meet. You know, we, we grow at our own pace. And, you know, I was having this conversation actually with my brother this morning. And he said, well, everyone is a product of their own decisions. I said, I agree. But does that mean that we condemn the ones that takes longer to learn that? Would you condemn a, a, a child because its other sibling learned how to walk months earlier? So we wouldn't condemn that child. It grows at a different rate. Yeah. Well, as adults, we're the same way. Yes, sir. You know, all that we can do is just keep putting it out there, keep putting it out there, keep putting it out there. And, and the more a person considers it, the more they become what they're considering. It's really that simple. Yes, sir. If you don't think about it, it don't become you. You are what you eat physically and spiritually. Hallelujah. So that's why we were to cast down every high-minded thought, this idea that would exalt us from this knowledge of truly who we are and how to operate what we are within a particular mode to where it's glory after glory after glory. Because, you know, the more that we attune ourselves to this, at least I've seen it with my own self, you know, you see different things type start to activate. You know, at one time I was like a Moses. I didn't feel like I could talk to anybody. I have a list. But the more you do it, really the more of a conduit you become. Because after a while, it's like you were saying, MJ, I mean, you, you're just a conduit for it. You open your mouth and 30 minutes later, the words that you, you know, you know you, I tell you what's power, what's a humbling thing. It's one of the most humbling things in my life is to know how much we can truly affect other people. And with great power comes great responsibility. But when we look at it from that perspective, man, the ability to, to, to touch somebody, you know, where it used to take you 20 minutes of rambling if you get the right door open, you can touch somebody's heart in five minutes. And it's not that necessarily that you're doing it. You just learn how to open your mouth. And you're not disassociating from the conversation, but you're letting another aspect of yourself kick in. It's kind of like songwriters. A lot of songwriters will get in their vehicles and they will go driving. Radio blaring or whatever. And when they can tune all of that out, now they're in that secret spot in their mind, and that's where true creativity is birthed. It's not in that noise and static all around you. Nope. It's just being able to enter into that inner room like that. And some of those guys can write a hit song, and, I mean, it'll flash before their eyes, and in two minutes they've got the melody and half the chorus down. But that's the whole beauty of it. You know, we're on this quest called life. And in reality, you know, people are like a force. We're growing together. And if you're out here with them acorns, oak trees, not all of those acorns are going to ripen at the same time. Those animals know they sit out there in that, 
in that bottom and they listening for that tree that's dropping acorns. Well, that, that's, that's the grocery store today, boys. Let's head over there. <laughs> well, the, the spirit is kind of that way. That's why we get that story in Book of Ex, uh, with with the the story about the Exodus, where they're led through the desert by a pillar, uh, by a cloud and a pillar of fire, but some of them encamped. Did they quit moving with this spirit? We're to always be moving with this spirit, looking for this. I know with myself, you know, I know enough to know how much I don't know. And by keeping that attitude and that perspective, it always allows brand new nuances of information to come to me. Sometimes it's intuition. Sometimes it's somebody else presenting it. But there's always a flow of information because that was something Gary taught me, to set your mind like a trap. What do you want? You have to make space for this desire to manifest within you. You're the creator of it. But you will never really understand that until you start practicing it every day in every way. Amen. To be doers of it. Learning about ourselves. I mean, we're the most glorious creature ever created. Amen. And the things that we can do. I mean... <laughs> We, we see all these stories about superheroes and superhuman and don't realize in reality that creativity came from a mind just like yours. If it can be perceived, it can be received and it can be achieved. You know, it's kind of like this, the great scepter that the that the Pharaoh had, the scepter, the receptor, the conceptor, perceptor, uh, receptor. You know, you start looking at words and how they break down, and they're all talking about different aspects of the mind in reality because that is the language of the mind to understand it. It's no different than going, say, through a dictionary, and it's saying, see also, see also, see also. It's a continuation of language. There can be no breakdown, no separation, only continuation. And all life is based upon those concepts and precepts. We have 26 letters in the alphabet. Well, that's the cycle of the sun, the light of the world. 28 is the moon, the lunar, the helpmate. You know, it's, it's the most glorious story. It's the never-ending story. I don't know another story out there that's a greater story to be told and that has been told from so many angles. You know, it's take, take a musical instrument, a guitar. You have seven major chords. Sound familiar? And each chord when you, has 12 variations of that note. Then it moves to the next octave. In reality, our body is the same way when you understand the principles of water and the wavicle, like MJ was talking about. <coughs> What's moving the water? The principle, you see? That was a great analogy you gave, MJ. It was super on point, I mean, perfect. 
But if you think about that, now go back to what Jim was saying, bringing it to a today perspective, and look at storms, look at tsunamis, all kinds of cataclysms. See, these are not causes, but effects. Yes, sir. See, they're selling the cataclysm as the causation. Yes, sir. But it's not. It's an effect of a much deeper rooted issue. Goes back to what you were saying, Jim. The hearts and minds of man being continuously evil and calamitous. You see, they're thinking with this carnal, ego-based mind and not thinking with their hearts. Amen, brother. When their hearts return unto me, it says. Yes, sir. But with that, I'm going to tell everyone on this call and anyone listening, I absolutely love each and every one of you with all of my heart. Um, I'm going to back out of here and take care of my son. Donna, it was good to hear your voice, girl. Oh, it's wonderful to hear you. And we love you. We love every one of you. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Good night, brother. We love you now. Shalom. Good night, brother. That was beautiful. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Reminds me of Gary. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, man. It's, this is... <laughs> this is... It, like like he says, it just gets gooder, gooder, and gooder. He said he knows well, it's not proper English, <laughs> but it does get the point across. <laughs> yes, I don't know what it means, but in, hey, I don't know what this word I got this from, but in Southern terms, they always say that was larapin good, and I don't know where they got that word from. But all my life, because I'm Southern, they, if something was really delicious, they'd say that's larapin good. Amen. That was, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, this call tonight has just been almighty from the beginning to the end. I mean, you know, that the, you know, the father that's laid things in your heart, Michael, and on Polkett's heart, <coughs> and Donna's, and I mean, how it all synchronized and jointly fit together. Well, we can get a, you know, a broad and clear understanding of what the Father's really telling us and what it's all about. It's not a hard thing. He says, take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. But if you look at the the, the paradigm of the three-dimensional aspect of what man is put out there it's gotten almost so unbearable you can't even breathe or think clearly it's time that we just stand still and see the salvation of god or that word salvation means the solution be still and see the solution of the father it's there you know, we don't have to accept that bad, that wicked, those vaccines and all those other things that they're projecting out there. We just say, no, cancel, cancel. You have no power over me. I'm not accepting it. And just stand. He said, after we've done everything we can do to stand, 
just continue to stand. It's that simple. But they make it so outrageous and so hard for people and confuse them so bad, they don't know which way to go, up or down or sideways. All we have to do is just be still and see the solution of the Father. And we'll get through this with flying colors. Anyone else have anything they would like to share or say? Now's the time to do it. Please come forward. Okay, well, I mean, unless y'all don't have... Go ahead, brother. Well, Jim, I was just going to say... Um... You know, I, I I was thinking today, if you know, if I was to bless the water within me, there's no time, no space, no distance, and God is one. Yeah. Then if I bless that water, then we're all blessed, right? Amen, brother. You know, so if I close my eyes. And I say to my wife and my thoughts, I love you. Then I say, I love you. Except now, it's to everybody. I'm also speaking to me, right? I love Amen. you. I'm, I'm hearing I love you. you know? Amen. And everybody is blessed in that. You Amen. know? And, boy, I tell you, we really do limit ourselves when... Gosh, what I mean, what a revelation when you when you recognize. Oh, hold on a minute! I can't say that. I can't think that. You know, I've taken to doing things like I used to do the cancel thing, but then for me it doesn't work. Just for me, if it works for somebody else, fine. But for me, I just call it antichrist because I I feel like within me I feel that I'm fighting against something. And why fight against the wind? I call it Antichrist, and that's the way I just go, nah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's get back to what really matters over here, right? And everybody's got the way they do it, so you do it the way you know how to do it. But the flesh, the, the arm of the flesh is nothing. And... Uh, it's so beautiful when you go back and you look at um, Genesis. Go, go back and look at the ancient story. He said, let there be light. He, he spoke, let there be light. Well, how does God speak? In mind, he's, he's developing whatever light is in mind. Amen. And then God saw the light. God observed the light. God imagined what the light would feel like, what the light would be, how it would express itself in its numerous multiplicities, but it's still light. Amen. And then God said, I'm going to call the light day. <laughs> you know? Yes, you know? sir. Hallelujah. That's how just in the first three to six verses, he gave us the secret. 
and our mind sees in pictures. And you, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You have to think it before yeah. you can speak it. You know what I'm saying? And whatever yeah. he brought the animals or whatever, whatever it was, whether it be animals or anything, whatever Adam called it, it became. And it don't necessarily mean a man, Adam. You know, we have atoms within us and uh, neutrons and protons. Whatever he called it, it became. Whatever he saw, whatever our mind sees, which the thoughts we see as pictures within us. I say a white horse or a black horse or a black cat people already know within them, they can see that black cat in their mind's eye without physically seeing it. They know what that black cat looks like or that white horse or that black horse. Our mind sees in pictures and the thought brings forth that picture idea within us. That's why it says the thought the conception and the idea that is the logos, the word, the thought, the conception, and the idea is the word. And the word became flesh. God said he dwells in us in a temple not made with hands. And it's, it's really so simple but we, he tells us to study to show ourselves approved, a workman or a woman, rightly grouping together the truth. A little here, a little there, everywhere the truth. No matter where you look, the truth is there. We just got to look up what the words mean. You know, go to the prime root of where that word come from and search it out, seek it out. And put it together, rightly group it together, it'll tell you a story. And everybody says, well, why did they use hieroglyphs back in Egypt way back when? <clears throat> because they know their mind sees in pictures. It understands in pictures. That's why you go down to New York City, down there, and you got, um, what am I trying to say? What do they call that down there where the ball drops? Times Square. Yeah, Times Square and all the elaborate lights and screens and everything. When people see those things, it's telling them a story. But they're not, but they've been taught to, <clears throat> to live life in the fast lane, not to be still and know and understand what they're seeing and what's being put forth there. Because everybody, they teach you every, every day. You gotta go, you gotta go, you gotta go, you gotta do, you gotta do, you gotta, you gotta go here, you gotta go there, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. They don't give you time to rest. Life in the fast lane. That's why everybody does what they do even when they're driving down the street. 
Get out of my way. You're too slow. That's where road rage comes from. They program that into people. But all through the scripture, the father's telling us, be still, be calm. Be still and know that I am God. Just relax. Take your time. I mean, there's so many things there that it says nature's self will teach us things. But we're so we're just so much in the fast lane that we don't stop and see. All they know is they go to they. Uh, <laughs> They go to sleep at night and they wake up in the morning. First thing they, they say, oh, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. I got to go to work. I got to do this. I got to do this and this. When they come back, oh, man, I had a, a hard day today, man. They worked me in the ground. They did this. They did that. I was just on the go and on the go. And then you come home and then you start relaxing a little bit. Of course, you're tired and you drift off. But even then, in that, you have those uh, inspirational moments, and then you have those dreams or visions within your head that you see. But it's been geared to go, 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 go. And the Father's saying, be still, be still, relax. Just enjoy the moment. Just savor this time. If we do that, man, so many things will flow forth into our heart and bosom. Man, oh man. It, it's, it's just a mighty, mighty thing. And with that, I'll, I'll quit talking. And if Donna or um, you have anything else to say, and there's a can't remember the other gentleman. He's from California. He came in here before. Is Some it uh, Rudy? Is that the guy? Rudy? Is it Rudy? It, it may be. Oh. Or, okay. I think it. I think that's his name. I mean, I talked to so many people. Yes, sir. <laughs> Forgive me if we got your name wrong, brother. But uh. I no, mean, you yeah. hit it. You hit it right on the nail. Uh, All right. All right, brother. Uh, if you have something you would like to share or say, please do it, brother. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Well, he got off. Oh, he jumped off? Oh, okay. Now about the same time. Well, you know. It's just me, you, and Donna right at the moment. Now everybody else kind of got out there. I guess they got work tomorrow early in the morning. And we're right at yeah. 1020. So if we're all in agreement. Hey, man. Go ahead, brother. Yes, sir. No, no, I was just, I was just getting to agree with you. I think uh, if you're ready to give the, the blessing, man, please do. Yes, sir. Well, Yava, I thank you for this day and all the good things therein. And I thank you for the communion with my brothers and sisters on this call and the great and mighty things that flowed forth from 
the from thee and their testimonies that they brought forth and the good things that were help each and every one of us to understand to see know and do and I ask you to bless my brothers and sisters in every way you know bless their pockets their finances their health and just the the increase of everything within them that you multiply it a million fold and i thank you that you prosper us and guide us and to give us an attitude of gratitude towards each other and those round about us and with that i thank you thank you all for being here tonight from my heart I, you know i thank you all shalom prosper and be in perfect health good night everyone we love you now night night Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.